0: I remember absolutely no names from either of these series.
1: Oh, hi, Wa! Welcome back to Manga Your Ears. My name is Corey, Helen, and April are with me. Hi,
2: everybody. And
1: we are here to talk about uh, some manga that Helen did not like. Yes.
0: (laughs) That was not the plan of this podcast. It's just sort of how it turned out.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, we can't win them all, I guess. Um, So for our old series, we're going to be talking about Ultiman. And for our new series, we will talk about Dr. Stone. Um, both of these are published by Viz Media. Uh, Dr. Stone's in the Jump app. Uhm, not, because Viz doesn't have a JoJo beat group in the Jump app. Jump app, which sucks. Um, we'll talk about Ultimate first. Uh, written and illustrated by Ayakano. It is about this guy named Asuka Masamune, and he is the, uh, embodiment of a man's man, um, and that is intentional, his father ran away when he was three, and this, I guess, just, uh, devastated his mom to the point, well, oh, because his father said, I've always wanted to be a woman, so, he came out as trans, and then the mother just, like, uh, her brain exploded, I guess, and he did not handle this well, like, say, she made Asuka be uh, this man's man character. He does kendo. He is only he needs to be interested in manly things, like no sweets, no cuteness, no sewing or cooking, obviously. Uh, those are all whim- womanly tasks, but of course Asuka is interested in all of these things. And he is living the secret life of an ultimate. Um, and throughout this manga, he runs into several other people who are uh, similarly otomanish. Um and one of his best friends, Juta Tachimana, who is a ma- shoujo manga. Um Hajime Tonomine Tan- is a uh, person who is really interested in makeup and also his rival in Kendo. I don't believe. Um I don't, well I guess I don't know how many volumes you read, but he comes in like the third or fourth volume, so it takes a little while for him to come in. Um and there's another one named Kitura Kurokawa who is flowers. Um and then there's also the love interest. Rio Mia Kozuka, which is a very very long name that like I don't think I've ever seen in a different manga and it throws me off every time. But she is basically the opposite. Um, she is the manly woman. Uh she doesn't really know how to cook or sew or anything, and she's really into martial arts because she was raised by her dad, and I guess that's just that's just what happens. I don't know. Um but this is uh this is one of those manga that like started reading, uh, as I first got into more shoujo manga, and I, rereading it, I really enjoyed it, even though I now recognize the very problematic aspects of Asuka's transphobic mom. Um, but, uh, the, the aspects that I do enjoy are just, like, reading this fluffy, fillery shoujo kind of thing, where I can just sit back and enjoy what's, what sort of, uh, absurd thing is going to happen in this chapter. But, uh, I mean, do not
0: feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's funny because before the podcast, I was um, talking about how much I was enjoying the J Novel Heart line of light novels, which are most definitely silly, fluffy shojo. But they are a different kind of silly, fluffy shojo than this one—more dragons, which are just more of my thing. I did greatly enjoy the um, plot twist that Asuka is the basis. For the heroine of his favorite shoujo manga because this, his favorite shoujo manga is being written by his friend who's also trying to get him and um, his female best friend together just so he can advance the plot of his manga. That was a very Nozaki-kun-esque twist. I'm pretty sure this one started years before Nozaki-kun um, but I enjoyed that plot point a bit although I was definitely reading this first volume and I thought I bet this is the kind of series where nothing really progresses and it just kind of goes along doing the same thing over and over, and that's not really my speed.
2: Yeah, I I remember this one. Like, I feel like it was a really popular one, or I feel like it it's one of the popular like library ones. I feel like I always saw people with it, or they were big fans of it. But I don't like for some reason I I either read a volume or two, or just read one, and like just years ago, I was like I don't. Like, this isn't interesting to me. I don't like it. And I don't know where that feeling came from because I read the first volume and I liked it. And it's not any way what I remembered. So I have no idea why I put it off so many years. Um, (laughs) But um, I don't know. At the same time, I kind of see where Helen is coming from, because she said that before the podcast, that it seems like a series that's going to spin its wheels. And I've read one volume, and I'm like, there's 17 more of them. Like, it's cute. But I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, I don't know what they're going to do for so many more volumes, so it's cute. And I definitely want to read more of it. And it's one of those moments where I wish that Viz had, like, a shoujo beat uh, online magazine thing so I could just blow through the rest of it. But I'm like, what are they what are they going to do? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, with the library's closed right now. You can bet I'm not going to be spending like seven bucks to buy like each new volume on mm-hmm. Amazon, but mm-hmm. if it was on, on the patron jump app, like, right. You know, I've got a hundred free chapters a day, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although even then I probably would not be continuing with it. <laughs> I, I, I do remember when it came out, I saw what felt like a bunch of folks talking about how, Oh, it was, a guy with all these effeminate qualities but he's not gay and like it was sort of homophobic in that sense and when i was reading it i didn't get that feeling and i also saw people say in later reviews that oh it's kind of more of a more balanced series than people would think but yeah i read this first volume i was like but it's really transphobic in some ways <laughs> like the mom just totally loses it and also like that really tired trope of Parent deserts family to transition. I was like, this is really transphobic though. I was no, why did I not see people talking about that part? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's something that surprised me because I didn't like truthfully I didn't remember that there were any uh, non-male characters in this manga. Like obviously there would be because that would be very weird if there wasn't well, I mean I guess it wouldn't be, I don't know. But um reading it again is just like that was a huge uh misstep, uh, to put it kindly, I guess, on the, on the author's part. I don't know if they would do that again, if they could go again today. But, like, the any time that it came up, it was just very uncomfortable, and I just wanted to go back to the mom character not existing at all.
0: I am also always a proponent of everyone knowing how to cook, everyone knowing how to sew, etc. I consider these very non-gendered skills. They are just a you need to be able to live as a damn adult, so you need to be able to sew on buttons and not set stuff on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, or only set stuff on fire when you mean to, and not when you don't mean to. I mean, c- cooking is a very important skill, guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, which is, yeah, they, they, like, they like kind of getting to that with Rose family, and she lives with her dad, and then no, I cook, so like their meals end up, you know, the typical manga uh, groups where there's just a giant piece of rice with a couple things of seaweed slapped on it somewhere. It's just like, here's your rice ball. It's like, right. You should be able to know how to make a rice ball.
0: Yeah, as I get a little older and I start paying more attention to like the composition of my meals, like how much salt is in there, how many carbs in there, etc., I always get confused by these manga characters. I'm like, aren't any of you guys like at risk of like high cholesterol or something? Mm-hmm. Like.
1: <laughs> You're, so you're
0: stretching reality too much for me,
2: guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the scene um, with her—I think it was her dad and the cake, or where, or where they went to her house, and her dad's like, "Who is this sissy?" Or whatever. I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember that at all. I know I at least read two. I'm like, "Whoa, I forgot <laughs> that her dad has like that reaction." It, It's—I I was thinking about like if it was rewritten now, I feel like it would be different, because I feel like this series is like fairly old, or at least uh, the U.S. release has got to be several, several years old, so. Yeah,
1: this manga originally came out in 2006 in Japan, ran until 2012. We got it in 2009.
0: Yeah, so it's been... Yep, the odds were a different time.
1: Yep.
2: But I know these were, like, always gone at my local library. I mean, I've seen people carry them around. Just when I was, like, out, I would just see people with these volumes. They were always gone. So they were popular. I just really can't believe that it went on that long. Not that it's, like, bad. Um, I was just like, God, what did they do? I almost want to read the rest of it just to see what they did. (laughs) Like, that's one of those things where I really do wish they had them in some kind of, you know, quick format, like, that i could just read them all now instead of like helen had said like paying six or seven dollars for each volume I'm like, i wish i could just jump on uh jump on shojo beat magazine or something and read them all
0: i know what you can do is you can just request the last volume from your library and just read that <laughs> and see if, changed. <laughs> it's true. See if you could just go from like volume three straight to how many did you say the were 17 17 18 yeah yeah
1: yeah, I was thinking about just rereading the last volume after uh in the first couple volumes just to see where it ended up and then I forgot to not do that. Um, I will personally go back and let you guys know at least, or I'll tweet like, about it and let everybody know. Um but yeah, Helen, you're right. It's a, it's a manga that really spins its wheels, but I I enjoy the wheel spinning of of this kind of manga. It's just like easily digestible, uh Stories about these folks going about their quote unquote girly hobbies.
0: Make cooking manly again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, we so take a break and uh, we'll talk about Dr. Sound on the other side. <laughs> We are back and we are here to talk about Dr. Stone um, and this one is actually something that really interested me when it first came out. It is written by Ryichiro R- 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 Iragaki, and he is um, the mangaka for Ice Shield 21, uh, which is something that I really like, and I thought that I would really like this one. And, uh, well, now we'll get into whether I really like this one <laughs> as, we, as we go along. Um, the
0: story. you said you're current on this one. I would assume you like it if you have kept up with, like, over 100 chapters. Uh,
1: I, am, I am current. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: the artist for this one is Boichi, and they have a science consultant as well for this. I believe that person's name is Kurare, but uh, it's not just my idea, and I'm not able to find it very quickly. so it's the move They are on.
0: consulting at Kalipish? We'll,
1: we'll move on hope that is correct. Um, but it, it is current day. Um, in the first chapter, and there is a mysterious flash
0: that... Pector- Actually, no, it cannot be current date. It can only be 2020 at the latest.
1: Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Because
0: we see Trump in office.
1: Uh, 2017. Uh, 2017, current date, in this manga. And there's a flash of light, petrifies uh, nearly all of humanity, uh, so that they are stone. and as Helen mentioned, we do see Trump in office. Uh, this is one of the, the first of several uh, manga appearances of Trump that I both, uh, facepalmed at and did not appreciate. Um, and our main character name is named Senku. Ishigami is an 18-year-old genius, he knows uh, everything about science, it seems. And over the course of 3700 years, he just counts down the seconds, so he knows when to appear out of the stone. Uh so it doesn't have to appear in the winter and then immediately die from exposure or I not mean, having a food jet protector. But um as Senku appears he starts to figure out the uh formula to try and um all these humans. He's buggy. Taiju wakes up as well, um once he figures out this formula and they begin their quest to uh break everybody out of the stone and I wouldn't say repopulate, but reawaken humanity um, in the year 5738 CE. Um, but yeah, as I said, I'm current on this, but uh, it seems to just uh, well, it's like I'm not looking forward to reading each new Doctor Stone <laughs> chapter at, at the current <laughs> moment, even though it's like it's kind of an intense place. But I'm very curious about what happens next. Um, but I really just want to, like, read the synopsis of what happens next. But, like, these early volumes uh, and these early characters... I
0: remember getting to a point like that in Soul Eater where it was just funnier to watch, to read somebody's summaries on Live Journal about whatever crazy <laughs> stuff was going on that week than to actually seek out <laughs> cancellations. Uh,
1: yeah. I think I was, like, at the end of my seat the whole time, but anyway... I, the
0: point I checked out was when I think they were going to
1: the moon to fight somebody. You do not <laughs> um, in terms of this one this this actually did take me a while to really get into but once it started really to get started I think around the third or fourth volume like the fight against what's um, his name? Sukasa, like once it starts to really get into that yeah, I found it very interesting very compelling and I think that's for someone who was a, uh, an English major like editing focus and someone who repeatedly did not do well in science classes uh it has just enough science for me to be like oh yes i like science fiction but not enough science that i'm just like overwhelmed by all this information um
2: but what do you do then uh
0: april you said you're watching the anime right
2: yeah so uh i've seen this manga in stores for what feels like a very long time but had no idea what it was about um, And I assumed that, <laughs> that it was about some Shonen character and a magical stone. So <laughs> I started to watch the anime, I guess, maybe three weeks ago. I'm not very far into maybe 10 episodes or so. And I really, really, really liked the anime. Like, I think I watched almost 10 episodes in a day, which is rare for me. But the, the, the manga, like, moves too fast for me, I guess, compared to the anime. Like, it just, like moves at a really fast pace. I mean, I I'm about to the point where I am in the anime if not a little bit further. And it just I'm just like I don't feel as attached to the characters. Um I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if the anime just has more time to establish the setting or the pacing, but the manga just feels like it moves really fast and I feel like if that was the way I was originally introduced to it. I don't know that I would like it as much, but since I've seen the anime, I still enjoy the manga. It just felt like it moved at a much faster clip than the anime did, or does, rather.
0: Yeah, I read the first three volumes a couple of hours ago. I'm following in Corey's footsteps here. <laughs> um, and it definitely felt like it took it like a good like 15 or 20 chapters to kind of get settled into who the characters were and what the focus of the story was going to be also to get settled into the character designs like everyone just looks a little weird for their first few appearances <laughs> Just yes. everyone. also I am assuming that this population of non-stone humans we met have met are like severely inbred because they all look weird and I feel like it's on purpose <laughs> that they all look weird and look like each other they're inbred right?
1: <laughs> yeah so they actually are
0: um... I-, I am aware there's a twist about how there are non-stone humans so that's
2: yeah, sure. right no, no, don't.
0: <laughs> there was a reveal, and I am aware of it, and that's why I'm assuming everybody's in for it.
1: There is, there is a thing you that you find out later. There's actually a prequel cool manga as well about this. Uh, if you don't want to know where it is, don't, don't seek that out. But um,
0: Just that, don't go in the Shonen Jump app and look at the manga that's directly next to Doctor's
1: Town. Yeah, that, that exists. <laughs> uh, you can read it. Um, according to Senku, this, the, uh, the amount of years in between that inbreeding should
0: be fine. Like, I don't know, cause I, I, I know okay. I am i am a big old science nerd, so I just read lots of random science articles all the time, and I'm pretty sure that like a stable breeding population of humans has to be in the hundreds, if not closer to like three or six thousand people, to prevent inbreeding. <laughs> uh, well,
1: yeah, this
0: was not See, this, <laughs> <laughs> so this is also kind of the thing. Everyone's like, it explains the science, really cool, and I'm like. A, it's really, really basic science. Like, this, this is a Shonen Jump, so I do not expect, like, super high science, but it's like, these are all very basic explanations, and they're just so goddamn smug about them, too. Like, Senku's like, ah, yes, you can grind up clamshells to um, create fertilizer for fields, and I'm like, you just sound to smoke about this random fact you just remembered. Like,
1: <laughs> I like,
0: like I, no I'm a person knows. who, I follow, like, literally like half a dozen different science YouTube channels just because I like f- keeping up with all of the stuff. Like, I, I'm a nerd in every sense of the word, guys. <laughs> and, I, and I was just unimpressed by the science here. <laughs> and and, the, and then I kicked a hornet's nest on Twitter, and I was like, oh, so when you say protagonist like, reinvent civilization, it's boring, but when Dr. Stone does it, everyone's like, ooh, cool, fun. <laughs> Thinking about how, like, mine in the sense of a bookworm is like, struggling to recreate books and going through like the whole process to get to book printing and everyone's like, Oh, so boring. <laughs> <laughs> while senku's like, I remember the chemical composition of gunpowder. Let's go for oh drinking gunpowder. <laughs> oh. They've gotten,
1: I guess uh, also part sound. of it
0: is like I think senku's a genius, but he just must I'm like, I just kind of underestimate your memory how do you remember so many different like random pieces of shit <laughs> and i what saw someone they
2: were into uh,
1: they're into diamonds now so they're like oh, having wow. to create their own diamonds not creating their own diamonds I
0: well you down. guys can see the face i'm making right now but <laughs> yeah one of the many replies i got on twitter for posting that was someone saying i don't like how he just sort of invents the or like recreates the inventions as needed in the story they're all very plot focused and i definitely agree with that it's no sort of like organic we can use this idea and then keep going off of it it's very much i'm going to reinvent pulleys in the second to do this i'm going to reinvent a forge in the second to do this
1: i remember a lot of the early um early stuff where what's the name chrome he's like a uh, explorer who has gathered all of these various things that uh, end up being very useful to Senku because he needed random materials to invent, not invent, but reinvent these. Uh, so it's basically the Chrome exists to be this convenient plot device to be able to uh, have these things that Senku needs.
0: It's funny, I'd actually seen pictures of Chrome, just, you know, from like posters of the anime, and I totally thought that he was the character that Senku broke out of the stone with at first, and then I realized, oh no, this is a totally different character. Um, Senku's old classmate has just gotten, like, put on the bus and is never coming back, is he? <laughs> he
1: comes back eventually.
0: I am told eventually, but it sounds like it definitely felt like after 15 or 20 chapters, the creators just sort of found their pace, and their pace was Senku not having to explain every single detail, and so they had to get rid of the characters that needed every single detail.
1: Because <laughs> <to answer them.
0: laughs> instead they gave them Krum, someone who already had has figured out a basic understanding of some sciences and so they can sort of bounce ideas off each other more in the Elizabeth and Bred People.
2: <laughs> even the idea that like um that he was able to uh what was it like break out of the stone first? She- I can't remember exactly what it was because he was able to think or count or whatever it was the entire time. I'm like the entire time you were in there and just mm, I don't know. Yeah,
1: counting down the cycles
2: for thirty seven hundred years. What, what time are you <laughs> <like>? <laughs> it just doesn't seem likely.
0: I think one time when I was like four, I just counted in my head all day and I eventually got to a thousand. I think I might have done that. <laughs>
1: So, what you're saying is that if you continued with this discipline, you would basically be Senku by now.
0: Oh, f- oh, fuck no. I'd be using this to take like a 3,700 year old nap. <laughs> okay.
1: uh, Alright, so. Um, do we have anything so, else? So, Corey,
0: have they gone to space yet? The, by the time, you're in. Because they're going to go to space at some point, I bet.
1: Uh, not yet, but they have gone uh, across the pond, so to speak. They went to China? Uh, no. Definitely.
0: They went to England? Uh,
1: no. The other direction. The
0: east. Okay, so they went to the US. Yeah. <laughs> or Canada. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is the kind of series where Senku is eventually just going to build a rocket.
1: Yeah. I would, I would believe it.
0: It may end a rocket, yeah. to be clear. Yeah.
1: Um, they're definitely leading there, because uh, of reasons, I don't want to say. But...
0: I, I think I also know these reasons,
1: but anyway. <laughs> I, will, I mean, I'll, I'll continue reading Stone. It's just a one chapter per investment, so it's not like that big. And also, it's like generally compelling enough that I'm very interested in what's happening. But um, this is one where I feel like it's spinning its wheels and it's not being enjoyable enough for me to really grasp onto what's going on. But I think it goes through things relatively quickly enough to for me not to feel like uh, this is the
2: sound constant at this point.
0: Well. And April, it sounds like you're definitely going to be continuing with the anime, but probably not the manga. Ugh.
2: Yeah, I might hold off on the manga, although I'm really surprised. I thought that Corey would like this a lot. Better. Yeah, Corey's <laughs> really <laughs> suggesting this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> well, yeah, Look, I <laughs> love Dusty. I should 21. i looking this one to jump
0: all the time. This was an actual suggestion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love my <I> Feel <laughs> is great. Um, this is not as good as I Feel 21 on am
0: yeah, I remember one of my friends in high school really loved iShield Twenty One, so she lent me a couple of volumes. But that was that was around the time Otomo Men was
1: coming out, so. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's close out this episode. Working fine, for everybody online.
2: You can find me on Twitter at Monyoren. I am still alive, so you can find me there.
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter with my accidental hot takes and my intentional hot takes. <laughs> um, <laughs> That, Wonder Streamer. You can also find me doing reviews over at the OASG. I recently did one of um, J Novel Club's manga titles, The Tales of Marielle Cleric, which is just this utterly adorable, I think it's actually Jose, like romance writer finds herself in a romance and she's just like, I'm getting so much material for my novels. It's great. And <laughs> I-, I will post many screen caps of manga I read on my Twitter to try and encourage everybody else to go read things and talk to me about them.
1: Uh, find me on Twitter at and okay. You can find this podcast on Twitter at mommy in your ears, and you can find all of our episodes over at Psych Podcast. Got comments you?
0: next time.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>